0: We're actually looking at it more from personal growth stages. So where do you feel like you are? Are you, you know, developing? Are you maturing? We are looking at ways to help PMs kind of quickly assess where are they relative to this framework. fire,
1: four, three, two, one, we have ignition. Hello, everybody. This is Nels Davis, along with Rob McGroarty for the All the Responsibility, None of the Authority podcast, the podcast for product managers, product marketers, everybody else making products and trying to get them into the market and be successful. Today, I'm excited to tell you that we have a very interesting interview with Ryan Troll, a co-founder of the PM Genome Project. I was introduced to Ryan by Rob McGroarty, of course, my co-host, who's actually going to take over a lot of this conversation from now on. But this PM Genome Project is pretty interesting. Rob has described it to me a little bit, and I can't wait to hear about it from Ryan, and I think you guys will find it pretty interesting. So Rob, maybe you can introduce us a little more depth to Ryan, and we can hear something about this.
2: Definitely. Thanks, Nils. So I'll do a quick overview of how I met Ryan. And essentially, we're part of a couple online Slack groups. We might have mentioned already there's the Product Manager HQ, and there's Mind the Product. Those are the two big ones. And it's an indication that community is getting a lot more self-organizing and a lot more excited to engage with other PMs. And I ran across this thing called the PM Genome, and I saw Ryan was pretty active on the forum. So... I reached out and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on here? What are you doing? Also noticed that he had a consulting group of his own, Product Maven. And I thought, okay, this is pretty cool. He's got this side project. He's got consulting. Seems pretty well connected to the industry. Let me go chat with him. And basically, the rest is history. It's been about a month and a half, two months now. And I've been getting involved with PM Genome. So that's how I met Ryan. I'm certainly not going to speak for him, but would love to hear, Ryan, if you could give us the quick overview of your background and then tell us the founding story or the origination story of PM Genome.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm excited to join here. So I've been in product for about the past decade. Like many, I have a different story. You know, everyone's got a different way they got into this. You know, there's no one size fits all. And I got into product after being a management consultant for several years, got into it and actually did product management, but not necessarily under the title product manager. I was working for uh, AARP for a number of years. I'm actually launching internal products to enable our, our marketing and customer experience team. So that was pretty exciting. And that's where I really got my chops in product. Grew there for a number of years. Eventually, made my way to a customer-facing product management role, helping support our innovation teams, where we basically, you know, researched new customer demands in, in that space, and went out and, you know, tested products and brought new products to market. So I did that for for a number of years, and then eventually uh, found my way into a startup. I had always wanted to be both in product and in the startup space. So I actually took it on my own to go out and launch a startup with a few other friends about three, three, four years ago. We did that for a few years. That was actually in the hiring space. That startup did not succeed. We failed. And then found my way into what we currently do today, which is Product Maven. It was sort of an accident. So not only was my product career, like many others, accidental, you come upon it through experimentation, but so was my startup. Um, I actually found myself having these, these requests from people I knew in my network saying, hey, Ryan, I know you, you do this thing called product and, and my company could really use some help from you. So why don't you come join us for a few months and give us a hand? So I did that, I needed money and I needed to sort of get back into product management. So did that for a couple months and uh, here we are three years later and, and it's my it's my startup. So Product Maven, we, we actually go in and, and help companies who are getting into product for the first time. You know, They don't have any prior product management process we help them put in that process, and then we help them grow their team. So we we do that, and it's 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 a lot of fun. So, you know, through this journey, I've really thought about you know what this has meant for me and, and how I've gotten to where I am, and you know it's had a lot of mixed emotions, you know, ups and downs. You know, you feel like you're just getting some traction in, in what you're doing in product, and then. You know, there's another sort of monkey wrench thrown at you, you know, whether it's some new cutting edge technique and, and how to talk to or research customers, some latest technology that's out there that you need to be aware of. So, you know, you're always on your feet in this profession. So, you know, so as I got into, you know, further along with Product Maven and had a chance to work with a large variety of different skill sets, different types of companies that different levels of skill relative to the product, it really got me wondering, you know, what You know, what is all out there that I could, you know, bring to my clients to help them? You know, so of course, like any product manager, you get curious, you know, you go in search of solutions to the problems you're having. And I really found that, you know, there's a lot of great content out there. There's no shortage of content. There's a lot of great user generated content in this field. And so as I went in search of that, I really found that, you know, There's no sort of source of, of truth. Maybe that's by design, but there really was nothing that said, hey, you know, if you're at this stage in your career, you know, these are some of the things that you should consider. And I didn't really find that. And it was about that same time that I met one of our other co-founders of the of the project, Joe Amador. Joe and I actually we we were we we had joined this masterminds call on consulting. Basically, it was a therapy session to share our, our, our <laughs> struggles with consulting and product. You know, I knew within the first five minutes of the call that this is somebody I wanted to work with. And so after the call, I, I reached out to him. I said, Joe, we got we to gotta get together and do something. We got to investigate, you know, product from a career standpoint. And so that's sort of where we, we started on this journey. We didn't really know at the time where we were going to go with it. And it wasn't until about a month or two later that I was actually reading a research article from the Harvard Business Review. And there was this really interesting, you know, it was a long 10-year research effort that was researching the careers of CEOs. And that's another interesting career because most people assume that a CEO, you know, is this suit wearing Ivy League school graduate and there was this misnomer about the profession. And so what the researchers actually found was that Only six or 7% of the CEOs in America actually fit that stereotype. The other, you know, 90 some odd percent are actually pretty regular people who have aspired to that role in many different ways and are successful in different ways. And so so I kind of had my aha moment there. I said, you know, I said, Joe, this is something that we could apply this thinking over in product management because, you know, I, I constantly hear that. Uh, well, there's no, you know, no one set career path or, you know, no one's career in this field is the same. There's no one size fits all, you know, and, and there's a lot of different advice. And I said, okay, that's fine. But there has to be something. There has to be some data, some insights that can at least be meaningful when looked at holistically. And so we, we gave birth to the PM genome. I think it was on a Friday and literally on the next Monday, we had the site up, we had the domain bought, and we had a basic survey out there and we were off to the races.
2: And that survey has driven, what, 150-so responses so far? Yeah, we've had about 150
0: responses. And then after our our recent conference, we've got about 200 now.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And that kind of gives a great overview, thanks, Ryan, about how it came about. And as I've gotten involved more and more along with Torben, the fourth gentleman on the project, it feels like it's taken on a life of its own. It's got more traction than I would have expected for... A side project of this magnitude, and I think it'd be interesting to take your perspective since you were there early on. How do you feel it's changed? What are the key things that a, a listener should know about about the genome both today and maybe into the future so that they can keep an eye on the project?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, it's changed quite a bit. One thing that I've learned both as a product manager and a, a startup founder is you should never get attached to your idea because it, it will change. And in this case, I'm very happy that it's changed. You know, today what the PM genome is, we're currently settled on to being a center of excellence, trying to advance the product management profession. And we're doing this through combining research, data insights, and a growth framework, right? So that's, that's kind of the conceptual model. And, you know, when we started this thing, you know, it was literally Joe and I brainstorming on several calls. You know, I think we originally said that we were going to go out and create some online, you know, some online courses, for beginners on how to actually find the right Content out there, right? Because we found that so hard to do. So we 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 actually talked about that for several weeks and we started putting together a game plan. And it was really after that aha moment that we changed courses. But today, really what you know PN Genome is and, and where I'm really excited in terms of where it's going, it really is for product managers and by-product managers. And I think that's really at the core of our mission and what we do. One of the problems that we're trying to solve for is not necessarily creating a whole bunch of new content although we probably will do that it's how do you step back and actually look at all the insights and content that's out there and make better sense of it it's really really hard if you guys are like me you're on you know medium every day or at least a couple times a week and it's it is quite difficult to to find the right content in there to consume, and then it's really hard to figure out you know what is actionable. So, you know where this is going is my vision of where pe- people will start to consume PM Genome is from a couple perspectives. One, contribute. Right so if we are setting this up you know for product managers we don't necessarily see it being competitive with other initiatives out there if anything we're looking to highlight and grow other initiatives so uh, the first way would be to contribute so we'll talk about that in a little bit but we have a survey we are interviewing product managers, everywhere from you're thinking about getting into the profession all the way to senior level head of, heads of product, or even I think we interviewed someone last week who was recently retired from product. So that's one way to give back. And then eventually we're actually currently working on a growth framework to help people figure out you know where are they in their career and how can they start taking some actionable steps to continue to grow in their career.
2: That growth framework is one of the things that I'm really enjoying as part of this project, because it feels like it's really bringing together a lot of disparate pieces, right? There's the discovery of content. Well, there's a lot of great content out there. Medium's a perfect example. It's almost like you're getting swamped with probably very well verifiable, very well cited, and very well supported quality content. But as with anything, it's about the right time and place. So sure, I can read something that's an amazing piece of PM content, but if it's not tackling a skill or a problem that I'm facing right now, I'm going to forget it by the time I get to that topic, whatever it may be. And so we've been talking a lot about this framework to really help guide not only the PMs to help them understand where they are in their journey and really visualize that, but. That just gives us such a great backbone to express, okay, here's the next skills. Here's a piece of content that relates to that. Or here's a, a training service that a lot of your peers are taking. There's a lot that we can do that helps us, again, not really be competitive, but really provide that clarity. So for me, that's been one of the more exciting pieces of of the puzzle so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Solving that ambiguity that we all feel. And I think I would add to that as well. You know, what are the skills, but also what are, what are some things that you know, someone that's in my shoes from a growth perspective is doing, right? Are they deciding to go to the product schools of the world? Are they deciding to engage in the side hustle, right? Are they getting into, you know, maybe participating in, in podcasts or writing, right? So there's a, you know, there's different things that you do throughout your product career to actually grow, right? So, so for me, you know, obviously everything you said, Rob, but also I'm very excited to learn more about what people do as they grow in the career.
2: Definitely. And that's one of the the key things that drew me to PM Genome is this sort of scientific approach. Instead of just saying, oh, this is exactly what you should be doing, or this is the resource you should be looking at, sort of a single voice out there shouting, I know the answer. Everything so far has been very quantitative. And the survey leading to good population statistics, helping us map where people are on this growth framework, that's all felt a lot more systematic, a lot more like what you do every day as a PM, you don't just say, oh, this is the feature we've got to build because I said so. You go, you test it, you get customer feedback, you look at metrics and you understand, are the signals pointing you in this direction or are they pointing you some other way? So I really like that for sure.
1: It's sort of like a maturity model of product management almost, you know, so I think you also mentioned, and maybe you, you this includes is included in what you just spoke about, Ryan, but an assessment on what the maturity level of a product manager is based on what they're doing compares to other what other product managers are doing at various
0: points can you talk a little bit more about that yeah absolutely so this is something we're working on you know like rob said we're you know we're very much in product discovery mode which is very important right but we are starting to see some clarity starting to see some clarity around what this framework looks like and you know if you think more traditionally about how we think about growth, it's usually associated to a title, right? I'm associate product Mm -hmm. manager, I'm a product manager, senior, and so on. Mm -hmm. And we know that that can be stressful, right? Because you might stay in a particular role for a very long time. And so we're actually looking at it more from a personal growth stages. So where do you feel like you are? Are you, you know, developing, are you maturing? You know, did you just go from a Individual contributor role into a leadership role, and now you're redeveloping. So we're we're working on that framework, and and Rob is Rob is leading that, and we are looking at ways to help PMs kind of quickly assess where are they relative to this framework. So, you know, do I feel like I've got the skills, um, you know, to be kind of on the you know further end of the maturity curve to Consider myself in the maturing phase. Am mm-hmm. I doing some of the other things? You know, if I'm about ready, you know, one of the data points we've we've seen coming through in our survey is a disproportionate number of, of the people we survey are aspiring to be that Vp of product right so they're starting to do different things right they're starting to define their personal brand relative to the product how do they build products how do they view products how do they think about building products right and that's very different than when you're just starting to get into products so for us we are going to we're going to be working on and we, we are working on we'll continue to work on some sort of an assessment to help people understand you know where are they in that growth uh, growth framework
1: and then what actions to take if they want to make make it move in a certain direction. Correct. Correct.
2: And we just actually were in the midst of a, an exciting offshoot of that same concept of pulling together data, helping them to understand the population of PMs, what they're focusing on, what their, their problems are and what their, their ultimate pathway may lead to. Ryan, you want to talk a little bit about what we're doing with some conferences?
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of the exciting things about Product Management Genome for me is that we we are getting, I think, pretty good traction. I've been around startups for a while that don't have any traction, and it can be it can be demoralizing. And you know, the PM Genome you know, got you know we we've we've received traction that I'm very happy with. And one of the pieces of traction recently is we we actually had a conference proactively reach out to us, um, productized which is a, if you don't know, it's a conference in Europe that is for service organizations trying to move into products. They're trying to make a product out of their service-based business. And they actually approached us. And so we said, you know, this is, this is great. You you know, you have someone knocking on your door and they, and they want what you are doing or offering. You need to at least consider it. So what we just actually wrapped up with Productized, we took a survey of their audience. So we took them through our, um, our questionnaire. And we are analyzing the results and we're actually going to benchmark it against our growing database of insights of PMs worldwide, right? So what this offers to you know someone that's managing a, a product conference is who who is my audience? You know, why do they care? Why are they here? And how can we best help them grow? Right. Because most people go to product conferences to you know not only learn about the latest and greatest in, in their industries, but you know, they're there because they want to grow. They want to network. They want to get better. They want to sharpen their skills. And so what we feel is that providing these insights to a conference, we feel that is is actionable, right? So they can actually say, you know what, you know, 60% of our audience feels like it's developing and they're, you know, junior PMs. And here's three of the struggles they're having right now when it comes to growing in their career and to have those insights and then to follow up and act on those insights, we feel that it's a very powerful thing. And, and we hope that conferences, you know, would be able to, uh, and not just conferences, you know, other organizations like meetups, schools out there, that are teaching product. We think that taking a data driven approach to career development is a good thing and, and it can really help them fine tune their offering.
2: Yep. And there's really no end to that, right? As soon as you get essentially a persona or a population understanding, you can start tailoring a lot more of what you're going for. It's exactly the same concept as we all talk about when we're talking about our target persona. We want to know what the needs are. We want to be able to customize and tailor our content or our features to solve those problems. So it's a pretty exciting development. Correct. Thank you. So that kind of brings us into an interesting point. Productized is a thought leadership conference specifically for a group of people who are in service businesses that are trying to transition into product businesses. That sounds a heck of a lot like a center of excellence on its own that is trying to provide value to PMs or aspiring PMs. How do you feel, Ryan, that we can navigate this, this sea of other resources or other teaching institutions out there for PMs?
0: Yeah, good question. I really see it as sort of a hub. You know, when you're you're focused on your problem, you're very focused on it, right? You're gathering insights and data and you're acting on that problem as you should, right? Which is great. And there's tons of those out there. You've got, you know, if you're on the career entry part of of the growth curve, you've got, you know, product school and general assembly really focused on, you know, what does career transition look like? If you're, you know, growing into a leadership role, you know, you've got even, you know, MBA you know, programs that are starting to look at and, and understand what that means. And so where I see PM genome fitting in is, you know, how can it be that center of excellence? How can it be the nucleus? How can how can it be the thing that grabs all of these data points and these insights and provides a broader view, not just to the industry and to the, to the profession, but back to these other initiatives that are going on out there. You know, we had a call a couple of weeks ago with a gentleman in, in New York city who he's in the finance field consulting and he wants to get into product, just finished up product school. Very excited. He's launching a meetup, group for financial analysts to get into product. I had a wonderful chat with him, gave him some tips on how to run a, you know, run a, run an event and he had the event and actually nobody, nobody, I don't think anybody showed up and then he was really frustrated. And I said, well, gosh, how, how great would it be if we can help, right? If, if the PM genome can enable you on the ground, right? Cause you know, finance and, and you know, what people are like in that profession better than we ever will. So how can we enable you to do that? Whether it's through our, our, growing audience and really hyper-target them down to, hey, there's this event in New York City that you really need to check out to you know understand what it's like to become a product manager from the finance field. So I, I see the PMG now not only collaborating with these different eff- efforts to provide them You know, with data insights to them, but then also them collaborating back with us, so we can grow the genome, right? Sort of in its name, you know, a genome is a map, right? Is at its core, it's what is the map of a product manager in this profession? Uh, And I believe the only way we can do that is by collaborating with all of these uh, initiatives.
2: Definitely, great point. I think that gives us, Nils, if you agree, a good overview of the PM genome. We can obviously go on for a really long time, but it seems like a good time to wrap up and talk about some of the ways that the audience can get involved.
1: That is exactly what I was thinking, actually, Rob. It's such a great effort on the part of Ryan and Rob and the other co-founders. Some really important stuff that you're doing in terms of, I guess, curating content, plus which just figuring out what the heck product management really is nowadays and doing that work that I don't think anybody else is doing. So I think that's really fantastic. So maybe, Ryan, you can go through We have the tradition on this podcast, as I think you know, of talking about the three things that the listeners can do today to get started on using this information. And I was just wondering if you have a set
0: of three things that you can talk about. Absolutely. So I'd say the first thing would be go to audience pmgenome.org and share share your insights with us, right? What are the challenges and opportunities you are experiencing in your career as a product manager? So that's number one. And that helps us grow additional data points on the many different shades of, of product manager out there. So that's number one. Number two is if you are actually heading up an initiative on the ground, whether it's a meetup you're thinking about getting a new medium post going on, you know, what, what was it like to get my first product manager job? We'd love to hear from you. We want to partner with you and, and see if we can't take your insights and include them as part of the PMG know. So that would be number, number two. And then number three, I'd say is go to our website, pmgenome.org, whether before or after you take our assessment, and just sign up, give us your email address. And what that will allow us to do is stay in touch with you as we continue to build out the growth framework and continue to build our insights on the profession. We will share those with you. And so we'll keep you up to date on, on the genome and how the genome is growing.
2: That's awesome. Thanks, Ryan, for all that. It's definitely going to be valuable for audience members to get involved And we're excited to hear more as the genome grows.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah, this is great. Thanks again, Ryan. Thanks, Rob, for moderating the conversation. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service or app. Give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps with growing the audience. And sign up for news and updates on the podcast and other interesting things at alltheresponsibility.com. Thanks again.
2: ignition.